What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Awaken Project podcast. Super pumped that you're here listening with us. My name is Blake, and I'm joined by my co-host, Stephen Wagner. We are still here. Blake, it's good to have you back on, my dude. It has been a minute. Dude, I I agree 100%. I've missed it. I'm ready for this. I'm excited. Uh, Stephen, you had some killer episodes with some awesome ladies, man. That was was great. Yeah, well, they yeah. did. They did all the heavy lifting. I just, I just showed up and listened. But yeah, right. Jane and Andre, they knocked it out of the park. Dude, so. that was yeah, it was cool. I, man, I listened to both of them through a million times because I was editing them. But uh, just some wise words on both ends. Really appreciated the conversation for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure, for sure. So, Stephen, uh, real quick, fill us in on what's happening in Alexandria, Minnesota, and uh, what's going on in your life. Man, so Alexandria, Minnesota, uh, we are currently experiencing our fair share of COVID-19. Uh, looks like It's like, about time that yeah. you guys finally experience what... Oh, yeah. it's We've been on at fire. At least Michigan. At least. So as of today, Thursday, November 19th, uh, we've been on fire for like the last week and a half. So yippee. Brutal. Brutal. Otherwise, um, life is still good. Uh, it's cold. Definitely cold. Okay. So, shocker, living in Minnesota. Right. Um, otherwise, the big highlight of, again, the last week and a half, we can talk about this a little bit more, but uh, the Awaken Project as a whole is officially tax-exempt. Wait. Hold on. Say that. Say that again. The Awaken Project is tax-exempt. Let's go! Woohoo! Man! <laughs> but that's How huge. cool is that? Yeah, so... We are somehow the two of us, the two of us knuckleheads. <laughs> we are now uh, co-founders of a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. So, man, it, yeah. it has been a journey, folks. It, it has, has been, been a journey. Um, yeah, by the grace of God, literally alone. Yeah, yeah, all credit upstairs. I mean, geez, for real. So, Ugh, so cool, man. I think. Uh, Something that I tell everybody when they ask about what the Awaken Project is, um, I'm like, you know, well, it's in hopes of a discipleship gap year program, which it's it's going to happen now that we've have come this far. We're now here, that, you're now there. That, now that we might actually be able to pay for it, yeah, we got a good right. shot. Right, and yeah. uh, and and something that I've always said is like, honestly, God has been running this thing. Like, He is steering this ship, and we're just on it. Uh, trying to figure out where he's he's directing us and guiding us. So he is for sure blessed the project and uh, Stephen and myself. And uh, for all those that have supported us along the way, thank you so much. Yeah. And just a reminder, when we say blessed, we're not rolling with it. Like, not at all. We still got a long ways to go. Yeah, it's true. But just literally, like, the fact that we're still here, the fact that the Awaken Project is still here, I think that's what we're really trying to get at when we say we're blessed. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So with that, um, listeners, hey, if this is a show that you enjoy a lot and it's something that you want to support, uh, whether that's monetarily or uh, by, you know, just prayer free, or or free advertising or free ad, <laughs> yeah, free advertising, um, we would absolutely love that support. Um, the all the donations that we get now are going to be tax exempt. Um so, so you can write those off, which yes. is lovely. Yes, it's killer. Um, so if you're interested in that, please shoot us an email at theawakenproject.us. 
uh, at gmail.com. We'd love to fill you in on more of the behind-the-scenes stuff, what we got going on, what we got planned. Uh, it's in a couple older episodes, so if you didn't catch it on there, uh, go back and try to check that out. But either way, if this is a, a ministry that you want to support, uh, we'd absolutely love to have you join alongside of us for the ride. So awesome, man. Well, I would fill you in on what's going on in Michigan, but we just got closed down again, so it's nothing. Ah, rip. <laughs> yeah, there's, so not, there's not much happening. But otherwise, Blake Wright himself. Yeah, dude. Honestly, um, it's been it's been a it's been a grind. Uh, I'm at a new church, and I shouldn't even say new. I've I've been here for almost a year, but because of COVID, I feel like I've only been here for I don't know six months, maybe. Well, like you have to relearn your job every couple months. Right, right. And I think I mean I got a good handle on online stuff, and and we got a good group of kids, but. Um, it is really hard to build genuine relationship when you're not face-to-face and in person. So I'm meeting all these kids, and I'm seeing them online and interacting with them online. Uh, but then when I see them on Sunday, um, I try to do my best to go and you know say hey or, or have excitement. Um, but it kind of throws them off guard because they don't get to experience that from the moment that online starts. Uh, all the way through, you know what I'm saying? So like in person, I'm usually in their face nonstop the whole night, high energy. And uh, online, it's just like they see just a little glimpse of me. And then when I come to them on Sunday morning, it's like, dude, who are you? Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so it's really hard to build genuine relationship when everything's online. So that's been, man, it's, I got to be honest, I'm in a I'm in a rut of a season. I feel like there's something more I can be doing, but I don't know what yet. So I'm waiting on it. All right. Well, yeah, folks, sounds like we know what we're praying for for Mr. Blake. <laughs> yeah, I'd appreciate that Get a lot. Out Thanks. of the rut. Yeah, for I real. Like any any other youth ministers that listen to this podcast, you f- you probably feel me on that. It's it's a grind. Uh, and if you're not in youth ministry, pray for your pastor. Pray for your church leaders. Right now is a really hard time. Because uh, there's just decisions that need to be made, and most religious organizations are exempt from these COVID rules. Uh, yet every pastor is trying to find a balance between respecting authority and also making sure that ministry happens. So, please, please, please pray for your pastor, the church workers that are inside of your church, um, and ask them how they they need support. Figure figure that out. Don't be afraid to ask. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, retweets. <laughs> All right, yeah, Blake. I, I think it's time we jump into uh, today's content. Yes, let's go, dude. Let's do okay. it. Okay, this is one that I am just pumped up for. I, I got to be honest. I'm excited because uh, I think that this is going to be something that is very meaningful to the listeners on this podcast. We are talking about influence today, Stephen. What's the first thing that you think of when you hear the word influence? Man, maybe this is my saturation of the last couple of years of life, but I think of like influencers on social media and mm. whatever brand that is. I mean, certainly I, I can think of a, a variety of things when it comes to influence as a topic, but it just, yeah. the concept of, of like being an influencer on social media just baffles me. Not in a right. bad way. I'm maybe not in a good way either, but just as a, like, a, that is something that you can do and do. And right. That, and that, that is your title, you know? Right. Yeah, and actually, Mike Todd did a uh, a podcast on that because he's an influencer, right? I mean, yeah, he is, yes. 
And he actually had an interesting perspective because he said that not only is he an influencer, but every single one of us is an influencer in some way, some shape, or form in this social media age. So, gosh, I don't even really think about that anymore. It's just become a normal thing for me. But yep. um, it's crazy. Yeah, so I think of uh, I think of three different areas of life um, that are really important. And uh, I think that those three areas of life have the biggest influence in our lives. So mm-hmm. those three areas are... Uh, our family, they have a lot of influence on us. Uh, our friend groups, those that are around us that we allow into our group um, or into our circle, our bubble. Uh, and then, of course, you have the workplace. Mm-hmm. So uh, starting off, uh, what what about your family, Stephen? Do you think that they've had more influence in your life uh, throughout your 20s, your early 20s here in post living at home? Or do you think that they've had more influence in your life when you were living at home? I don't think it's necessarily um, trying to measure influence based off of when it happens chronologically, but rather when exactly uh, the influence that's been present the whole time actually is relevant for my day-to-day living. And so what I mean by that is when I think of the influence that my family has. I think they've had the biggest influence on my values as mm. an individual. And yeah. so when I am six, seven years old, I'm not thinking about those values. I know <laughs> I will certainly, I will say please and thank you at the dinner table. I will do my best to be, you know, a good kid, I guess, but that's just because that's that's what my parents tell me to do. I can't, I'm not looking at the big picture. Right. And then right, right. as I've as I've gotten older, they you know they my parents have still been the same parents making sure that I'm doing the right thing. It just more, more and more, you know, those values are put to the test, I'd say, you know, or okay. I'm putting, I'm put in more situations where I need to be able to live out those values independently. Yeah. And yeah. so it, maybe it's just, you know, it's a better awareness, right. Of, of those values and of that influence, but that's just been there the whole time, you know, and certainly it grows. It's going to change based off what season of life you're in. Um, mm-hmm. But the influence itself has always been there. So yeah, yeah. I think I think you hit a good point. I mean, the values is is a really big thing. Um, I've found it. The older I get, the more influence my family has actually had on me. But it is from past experiences. Hmm. So yeah, I, it does reflect heavily on family values. Um, but I also. Just think about, you know, my dad and the way that he would handle cer- certain situations um, as far as like, <laughs> okay, the other the other day we went and visited a friend and uh, my car radiator blew up. Oh, <laughs> so we lovely. Pulled off. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So we pull off to the side of the road and, and I remember, you know, when I was a kid and that would happen to my dad. The first thing that he would do is uh, he would either call the insurance company or actually get underneath the hood and check out what was wrong. So the first thing that I did was check out <laughs> what was under the hood, what was wrong, discovered it, got on the with the insurance company, and then, of course, I called him. But it was like I had the opportunity and option to either freak out and panic and be super ticked and start breaking down or to be calm, cool, and collected and just get done what needs to get done. And I remember that from my dad. Like He, he was always calm, cool, and collected when that sort of stuff would happen because there's nothing that you can do. I mean, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're on the side of the freeway and yeah. there's literally no other option. So, uh, 
I remember that. So that, I guess, when I was a child, that was an influence that has been carried throughout my life to today. Sure. Um, and of course, it's that's from both parents. And um, my siblings, in certain ways, have also had an influence on me. And of course, distant family. The next one, friendships. This is. I feel like this is. <laughs> this is going to be a, a longer conversation. But friendships, man. How how have your friend groups or friendships that you have had an influence in your life? So when I think of the friends that I've had throughout my life, I think of my habits slash work ethic being influenced the most. By your friends? By my friends. Wow. I think so. Because, okay, and this is, folks, this is my experience here, my two cents. Certainly you are more than welcome to disagree with me on this. But when I think about the moments in my life where I was working really hard and I wanted to or I was not working hard at all or I just I didn't have healthy habits is because of the people that I was consistently calling my friends um, and seeing how they did life and basically if I saw that they had success based off of let's say a model of not working too hard then I'm like oh okay so I don't have to work that hard but I can still get success from and I, I can still get success and the people that I admire right now are also finding success so there's got to be a you know there's a potion in here somewhere that I'm just missing. Right, um, right. But specifically like an undergrad, like I was really, really fortunate to be around a lot of people that worked their tails off, mm. whether that be for extracurricular organizations or academics, whatever that was, people that put in the time and the effort to make sure that their, um, that the results were going to bear fruit. Um, and that's when I think about like what I, or how I learned like consistent consistent hard work it's from when i was around people that were just busting their tails and i mean that goes back into family too like i can think of plenty of nights where my parents are staying up late helping out like so they ran a, a the marching band fundraiser for my high school for eight years and they worked overtime on pond overtime to make that thing happen year in and year out i learned that from them don't get me wrong but when i think of how it's come across more consistently to me it comes from my friends I've never thought about that for myself, but uh, because I, I guess I don't know. I don't know, but it, it's true. I mean, I remember in college, I had a friend group, and uh, I'm not okay. Listen, I'm not the type of dude to study hard. I'm not the type of dude to spend hours on homework. I like would always do the bare minimum in high school just to make sure that I could get a passing grade. And uh, then in college, my friend group. They were always working on homework. <laughs> they were always studying. And so I actually found myself doing that more too because the time that I was able to spend with them was spent studying or doing homework. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's absolutely – I would say that that resonates with me. I just didn't realize it. Um, I – man, so this is this is a big one for me. I think friends are really important to me. Friends are really important to my wife. Um, it's something that we collectively have just a passion for is friendships. We're, we're all about friendships. So the currently our youth group is studying the story of Zacchaeus. Yep. And uh, Zacchaeus, you know, he was a wee little man. And, uh, you know, a wee little man was he. Um, and he climbed that sycamore tree. Uh, I think that's how it goes. But he... When you look at his life, this dude had influence, but in the most negative way. Mm -hmm. So he had all these relationships around him, 
but everybody absolutely hated him because he was cheating them out of money. Yep. So his influence was negative. Now, when I, when I read the story and I see that Jesus actually calls down Zacchaeus, and he's like, Zacchaeus, I'm coming over, man. <laughs> like, I'm busting into your house. You better get this stuff ready. Um, this shows you the influence that Jesus has on Zacchaeus' life immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Just like how he called him down immediately, Zacchaeus comes down. But then also, the influence that Jesus had on everyone's life changed in a matter of an instant, right? Because it was a huge crowd of people that were all like, they hated Zacchaeus, but they were pumped to see Jesus. But then when Jesus called Zacchaeus down, the crowd was instantly like, Jesus. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, That's not how we drew this up in the sand. (laughs) Right. So um, that got me thinking about friendships and relationships in our lives. And, And it's about how, like, we're either being influenced by our friends or we're being an influencer to our friends. Or uh, both. Or both, yeah. There could be, it go both ways. Um, but I definitely think, um, for me, and once again, this is just me, just <laughs> just yep. my thoughts, but I tend to be the influenced. It's changed a little bit as I've gotten older, but at the same time, especially... Uh, in a world that's filled with like politic hatred yes, uh, or in a world that's filled with like, if you disagree with me, I don't like you. Yes. I, f- I would say that I find myself being influenced uh, by the views and opinions that my friends all have because it, and it's not in a negative way, right? It's, it's more so perspective. Um, but I would say that it influences me in the way of like being able to control my tongue Sure. And so it's an influence in a different way than you might think of it. So I would say that the friendships around me right now, specifically in the stage of life that I'm in, um, influence me to really reflect on who I am and the actions that I have and the responses that I have to what they're sharing, what they're processing, and what they're saying. Hmm. Um, And of course, it's not only politics. There's other situations of life um, that are happening uh, within them, but that's that's kind of the biggest part that's the biggest piece right now because we're in this political time frame uh that I just wish would end but yeah so it's a little bit of a different spin um and I don't know I, when I say that and when I speak it I almost feel self selfish for saying that sure um but man it's the truth like I'm it it influences me in a way to really reflect on how my reaction's going to be I think there I mean certainly this is something that you could maybe even should dig into on a deeper level, you right. know, in in terms of if you want to claim that this is a case by case type of topic, or I mean, you know, we've talked about doing a, a whole other episode just on like how to, you know, agree to disagree. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I especially too for just considering yeah the time that we're in, we're still on the I think we're still walking on coals when it comes to politics and we'll get off this here shortly but i think no i'm i think what you said makes sense um and sometimes yeah maybe it can be a little bit more difficult to uh voice something that everyone's thinking but now not a lot of people actually want to put words to 
So right, right, and it's. I mean, that's. I almost feel like that's part of being the influencer too, right? Being that the the influenced and the influencer at the same time, like being able to not have a crummy response when somebody says something that you don't agree with. You know, especially yeah. a friend. The friendship is worth more than the argument that you're gonna have. Yeah. Oh <laughs> it's, yeah. It's worth. It, it's it's leaps and bounds more worth the friendship than it is the argument and yeah. to not talk to that person again. Do you have any other thoughts on friendship, Steven? I mean, we can we can circle back if we need to, but I okay. moving on then to work relationships. We'll keep the train moving here. Yeah. Um one so when you, yeah, so when you sent me this prompt and looking at work relationships and this one was interesting for me because I couldn't think of like so for family I thought of values and for friends I thought of like work ethics and habits. There wasn't really anything that initially came to mind when I thought of work relationships, but something that I did think of was, so when you're at a workplace, there's generally going to be a certain set of values that you are going to be asked to adhere to for that company. And it's interesting, you know, most companies, they want to put out values that are going to reflect positively on the company. I think that's a given. Um, and I certainly, I'm not trying to like start any kind of argument here. Like, so what if like the company you work for, like they don't align with your values? Well, like they're the ones paying you, so you should probably align with theirs. You know, um, I think there's plenty of room for healthy discussion. I'm not, I'm not telling you to go out and be a robot and put your head in the sand. Um, but I think that's kind of a, a respective. If they're the one that's going to employ you, then at the very least you should be willing to support their values to the point where, you know. You're, you're being a successful employee. If you don't really like it, then you can leave. You know, I'll, I'll put that out there too. Uh, but like, I guess more, anyway, back to like the, the work relationships, the people that you actually work with. When I think about how those people have influenced me over my life, it, especially now working full time, those are the people that I spend the most amount of time with during the week. And so I find myself almost, it's not like, it's not immediately, but I slowly find myself start to slip into the status quo of whatever that workplace culture is based off of the collective relationships. Yeah. And maybe there's maybe there's a couple that I have better moments in or even worse moments in, but as a whole, whatever whatever I'm stepping into, it is it becomes increasingly more difficult with time to maintain whatever, you know, first impression or image that I may want to maintain with these people. And I think it's it's a testament really for anyone it's a testament to someone's character if they can step into a place and not just make a good first impression, but a good second impression, third impression, fourth impression, consistently day in and day out with their work relationships, people that maybe they don't have, you know, you, you don't see it right away like these people. As soon as you walk out the door, you don't see them until the next day. You don't think about them. You, you, like people say, oh, you can leave your work at the door. Well, you leave those people at the door too in a mm. lot of ways, you know. And so when you are thinking about how you interact with them, you know, if you're thinking on the plane of maybe I can still see them at the grocery store out around town, whatever, you know, those relationships still matter. And it's not, you're not given this, this get out of jail free card or pass just to kind of treat them like anyone differently, just because they're not necessarily someone that you would consider a, a deeper uh, friend or close family or something like that. And so, that, I mean, that's something that I've struggled with for sure is, you know, how exactly I'm approaching people that I just see as maybe a, you know, you're useful to me in the seven hours that we have to get this task done. And after that, like, I don't care, you know, and that right, that's something right. that I've, you know, definitely been convicted of 
time and time over of like, nope, like you still got to build into this person. Maybe it's not, you know, your first choice per se on your own personal scale, but like they still matter too. Yeah, dude, this one, this one's really hard for me, especially uh, coming out of the season that I was in. Um, and I haven't gotten too deep into that and I don't think I'm ready to yet, but um, I, I just know that even in ministry, uh, influences can be bad and influences can be good. Um, I think that that's literally everywhere. Um, but I think back, uh, to a couple jobs I had in high school, um, man, the, the people that I work with had more influence in my life than I realized. Uh, I started like saying words that I probably shouldn't have said. I started talking ways that I probably shouldn't have talked in. Uh, and I started, um, thinking in ways that I probably shouldn't have as well. Um, so that, of course, that was in high school, I had a lot to learn and I still have a lot to learn, but, um, that was before I was all grown up and out of the house. Um, and it, it impacted me and I, I reflected on it, uh, once I actually hit the professional world. Um, but the, the thing that I learned was the professional world is almost the same. It's, it, of course, the conversations are different and the things, you know, that are said are different and topics are different and situations are different. But at the end of the day, like the influence is the same. When you spend, think about it, you spend a ton of time with the people that you work with. I don't think we realize that. You spend, I mean, if you have a 40 hour a week job, that's that's 40 hours a week that you spend with them, eight hours a day. That's the bulk of your day. That's that's a ton of time. Yeah. Um, it's almost a quarter of your week. Yeah, that's Maybe just, even more. If you're not going to count sleeping time, it's even more. Yeah, that's so. crazy. And I think, in Stephen, you can, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I think that work is almost the the one area of influence that has the biggest impact on who you are. Yeah, I think in certain situations, yes, that is true. But I think just kind of the the one summary point that I'd like to toss out there when it comes to influence as a whole, and again, this is a this is a Jesus focused podcast here. We we like the guy. We think he's pretty cool. Did some neat things. And so when I think about influence, um, and I'm gonna reference a good old dictionary dot com definition here, but um, influence is a noun, but just the capacity or power of persons or things to be compelling force on or produce effects on the actions, behavior, opinions, etc., of others. So, influence, being able to use that word in a variety of ways, ultimately getting at this specific change that maybe if you're looking at people, because that's what we all family, friends and work relationships all involve people. And so people wanting to create some type of change in your life, whether it be for better or worse, conscious, subconscious, their actions, their words, their habits, whatever that is. And so we're surrounded by influence, like what we've been talking about this, what we've been talking about throughout this episode, it comes in a variety of ways, variety of people, all that good stuff. We're clear on that. And when I think about how influence fits into the gospel, I think about how we as humans love to put our own spin on things. We love to put our own spin on the gospel, quite frankly. And when I think about how, let's say, let's use the example of like advice as a form of influence, right? That we're going to give advice to someone that we think, hey, I have 
a word, I have a saying, I have something that I want to share with you that I think is going to help you out, right? And for the most part, I mean, I've gotten plenty of good advice, good counsel, all that good stuff. But it doesn't always end maybe the way that you want or someone doesn't take it the way that you intended. There's a little bit room for interpretation and there can be breakdowns there. But then when I think about the gospel itself, remember the gospel means good news. And thinking about news as a whole, like, I don't know how many people you've heard complain, like, I wish they just, the news got back to reporting the news and that's it, right? Well, what if we just got back to reporting the gospel as exactly that news too, instead of just trying to throw our opinions in it? And so when the gospel itself takes root in somebody's life, you, you, you don't make it, it's not necessarily a decision. It's just more so of a realization of what's already been happening. Mm, right. Yeah. What Jesus has already been doing. And I, I think something that I've been learning about the last couple of weeks is how Jesus is, he's a great subversive meaning. He doesn't, it's, it's not always going to be hitting you right in the face, but rather like a parable plants a little seed and then lets that seed grow in your own imagination. Right. Or kind of how, when you hear that good news, it's, it's not something that you interpret for yourself per se, but it, it is a matter of fact, this happened out of love for you. And then, all of a sudden your entire world is flipped upside down, just like the table in the temple, you know? And so when it comes to influence, the best influences that I've had are the ones that are going to shoot me straight. They're going to shoot me good news. And that good news being the gospel. Those are the people that I want to be hanging around the most. And the people that I think I've been able to grow the most are the ones that just the ultimate equalizer, the ultimate leveler, you know? So, yeah, look for those yeah. people that for the the influence maybe it's it's not so much themselves trying to be, you know, the magic the magic key in your life that just blows the doors open and makes everything better, but rather the people that point to the person in Jesus that has already done that for you. I love that. I think uh man, Jesus should be the number one influence in our lives. If if you're a Christian, he should be the number one influence and I think that in order to learn about who he is and for him to have an influence in your life, um, you got to be praying and you got to be in his word. So I'd encourage you in that. Stephen, uh, I know that we're wrapping this up, but just uh, some closeout questions, man. Um, yes, but where do you where do you run to for like advice or support out of best best friends, whoever, like my inner circle? I mean, yeah. Are you looking for names or just like? No, no, no. I was just curious, like which which area. Nah, so friends. I mean, when I like people that I run to, I mean the people that have been in the fight with me before and have shown yeah. they're not leaving. Those are the people that I run to. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure, same. Okay, now I'm gonna ask you to mention mention the name. This is kind of rapid fire. Okay, so um, just all right off the top of my head, immediately, I mean, you, Blake, you've been a homie for a while now. <laughs> uh, Becca Melzer, uh, Hubert Nagarano, David Blackstead. Uh, Jonathan Swenson as a mentor. Um, oh gosh, who else? Now I'm blanking. All right, we'll stick with those yeah. five for yeah. now. No, if I didn't good. say your name, literally, like, th- no, no offense. Those are the first five that I can think of. Yeah. And then I, yeah, okay, that's what I got. No, yeah. Funny um, too that that um, most of those people have been episodes of the podcast, which is nice. And Jonathan, I'm, we're we're working on you. We'll get there. Yeah, so. we're coming. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, for me, it's, it's my wife first and foremost. So Emily, um, Steven, you're the, you're a true OG. Uh, Appreciate and, it. and, uh, my buddy, Matt, he's in Florida. Um, actually my brother and, uh, and my dad, um, of course there's a whole list of people. 
Um, but I would say over and above everything, the most influential relationship in my life right now is is my relationship with my wife. Uh, um, she, she she keeps me grounded. So yes, yeah, dude. What about you? Who's the number one? If you just had to spit it off, I mean, no hurt feelings to anybody else, but who who is? I it? mean, probably probably David right now. Yeah, Mr. D Black. Uh, we're housemates, so living close to each other, we got plenty of uh, plenty of time to. Um, I just do life together, yeah, and I certainly I value right his on. opinion in any time and uh, making sure that I maintain that relationship as as best I can. So appreciate you, David. Whenever you listen to this, hopefully you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, Stephen. Well, yeah, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me back on your show. Uh, it's been a while. Well, hey, thanks for editing my show, Blake. I really appreciate it, man. <laughs> no, you're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. We're no. we're hopefully gonna well, start and, doing some more okay, shows here together. And, Plug for Blake. I mean, Blake seriously has been working all hours of the day under the sun to make sure that he puts out a kick butt youth ministry program for his kids. The man is the real deal. So Blake's not a flake, not at all. Um, Thanks, dude. Just making, yeah, and and if you're keeping up with uh, all things Corona, the state of Michigan is really good at keeping things interesting for people. I'll I'll leave it at that. Gosh, that's very gracefully said. Um, yeah, Steven, I appreciate that, man. I really do. Always do. So, thank you for doing the interviews and uh, love the, the shows that you've put out. So I'm excited. We're we're back, and I think uh, moving forward, yeah, we're going to sprinkle some interviews in there. But how many? We got what four episodes left for 2020? Not even. Well, let's see. This is last one for November, and then two in December. So this is one of three. Wow. For 2020. Yeah. Wow. 2020 is flown by. So yeah. All right, folks. Subscribe to the podcast that you can keep up with all things Awaken Project podcast and Awaken Project in general. If you would like to donate to the Awaken Project, that would be stellar. And we will be giving you information shortly here in the coming weeks as to how you can do that. Um, otherwise, if you want to connect with us for prayer concerns or just suggestions for the show, whatever that might be, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. If you got our digits, shoot us a text too. Otherwise, we love uh, just keeping contact with people in general. Um, I think that's everything. And we already and we yeah mentioned the whole tax exempt thing. Just mentioned that donations, all the good stuff. We won't beat that dead horse anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blake. Anything else? Yeah. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please shoot us an email at theawakenproject.us at gmail dot com. Uh, we haven't gotten too much email lately, you know. I kind of I kind of hope that people email us because I want to be like uh, the dude from Blues Clues, you know. Yes. We just yes. got an email. We just got an email. We just got an email. They Absolutely are really fun. Throwback. Oh my god. What was that dude's name? Steve? Steve. 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 Dude, my Blues, man. <laughs> Blues Clues was my jam out of Blues Clues. It was Clues absolute and jam. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. All right, y'all. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of the Awaken Project podcast. Go out there and be an influencer in a positive way to those that are in your life, and uh, we'll catch you here next time. And with that, folks, my name is Steven. And I'm Blake, and this has been the Awaken Project Podcast. Have a wonderful week, everybody.